0: This is how we change our state. So obviously I took you through this, but literally in a minute or less, we can completely change our state through connecting to the breath, which is then telling the body that we're safe, which is then creating presence, which then allows us to make decisions from alignment, which connects us to our power. Welcome home to Soulshine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart centered guest experts will be sharing through a multidimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution. To surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever, you ready? Let's do this. Love, happy holidays, soul fam. This is a time where it is just crazy. People are out on the roads, there's just more people, more people everywhere, more people at the grocery store, <laughs> more people running around doing the things, hosting, traveling. So let's just take a collective deep breath in together and ground into the conversation, coming back to presence. This is something that I do all the time. It's just a part of my way of being now, right? It's like, okay, taking that deep breath in, just filling up your entire vessel. And a yawn wants to come out for me, but just exhaling out the mouth with sound. (sighs) ha. I just got out of the bath. It sounded like a great idea at the time to <laughs> record this. And now I feel like I'm still kind of floating around the ethers, but I feel grounded and present and yummy. And I'll probably keep this short and sweet, but there's a couple of things that I wanted to share. I went to the gym this morning and I it was a hard one. It was a tough one, but I, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so funny because you know I'm on this Gene Keys kick. And this podcast episode is with my engineering kindred spirit, Monica, and I talk a lot about human design in this episode, but then obviously, you know, over the last couple episodes, I've been talking about how much I've been geeking out on Gene Keys and how Gene Keys is like the next evolutionary step for me to unlock, you know, why I'm here and truly how we can shift our DNA through our environment and I'm learning about my purpose and so much of it's very interesting so much of unconsciously why I'm here is for adventure and for change and so a lot of my a lot of things that happen in my life are there's like a lot of stuff that happens to allow for me to embrace change. And there's a lot of movement and moving my body is part of it. And for a long time, I, especially as I've been going through, you know, like this deep and, you know, initiatory time of awakening and shifting on so many levels, (laughs) it's been, it's been hard for me to move my body in the same way and I feel like it needed to happen that way and I've talked a lot this about a lot (laughs) words I've talked a lot about this in previous exercise exercises oh my gosh I'm like take a deep breath Lindsay remember your words I've talked about this in previous episodes not exercises (laughs) but we're talking about working out around like how I how I really went to my growth edge and went into a lot of stillness so that I could bring back movement in a in a way that truly served my highest timeline and, and truly was stemming from this place of love. And so it's funny because in my human designs, there's, or in my gene keys, I should say, and actually my human design, movement is important. And just movement in general, like moving moving to new places traveling moving my body like there's a lot of kinetic energy and what I love and this is where I love this conversation with Monica just engineering brain and in a lot of our work we bridge science and spirituality and you know it's like when you think about potential right it's like we know potential energy <laughs> right and inertia and we know and and like how to how to transform that potential energy into kinetic energy, right? So it's like when we think about our DNA, and this is the stuff that I love geeking out over, it's like, okay, we have this potential locked inside our DNA that's just there waiting. And it's through the shadow and it's through embracing the shadow and it's through embracing the inner critic and it's through meeting all of the hurt and all of the loss and all of the grief and all of the pain and all of the things that knock us on our ass (laughs) throughout our lifetime. You know? that meeting that and and having a greater understanding like moving the energy meeting the emotions like healing our hearts all of it healing our relationship with ourselves, then transforms that potential energy locked within our dna into kinetic like it's so easy when we think about it it's literally our potential is just there and if we keep avoiding it and we keep saying that's not mine and we keep saying I'm not that and we keep saying I'm fine and we keep numbing with overworking and all the things that we do, it's just going to stay as that potential energy. And so now I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel like there's this new level of crystallization in my DNA of like, oh, my gosh, I love moving my body and I have I love a solid sweat but it's interesting like i have such this deeper awareness of what my body needs and and like i love a solid hit workout i love barbells i love i just love like high intensity interval training i i just love that feeling of exhaust exhausting every muscle like putting my body just getting myself out of my comfort zone meeting my limits. I love meeting my limits in that way. And seeing like, how far can I go? But it's like, yeah, not to do every single day. (laughs) And that's what I was doing. And that's where so much of my life, it's been like this all or nothing, right? It's like, I keep going, I keep going. It's like, I think I can do more, 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 more. And then it gets to the point where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm dying or I'm injured. (laughs) Not dying, but you know what I mean? Like I injure myself or I get sick or I'm just so burnt out through adrenal fatigue. Like clearly, right? I had so many hormonal issues in my past. It's so evident that, wow, great, beautiful. Our body tells us when we're out of alignment and when we're exhausted. And so much of the codes within my DNA are around exhaustion. Um, so a lot of, a lot of the shadow is, is around like exhaustion is around like staying stagnant because of the exhaustion. It's so clear now that I can actually see my life playing out from this lens of the observer. Like, oh my gosh, I was disconnected from my divinity. Therefore I was over, like I was just overdoing it in every area of my life. The feminine and masculine poles inside my being were like completely out of sync And that pulled me further and further away from, you know, my connection with all that is sacred, you know, the divine God source. It doesn't matter. So right now I'm like, oh, my gosh, okay, I get it now. It was just backwards. So now that I have I feel like I'm fully resourced, I feel like and I notice when I'm getting tired, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to stop that. And what do I need? And I just ask myself, what do I need? And I give it to myself like today was a bath and as i'm like sharing more and more on this podcast episode i can feel myself coming back and being like oh yeah and i love the podcast right so if i would have just kept working all day right and today was a day of running errands and going to ups and mailing holiday gifts and i went food shopping because i'm hosting christmas this year and i i just i'm taking so many more sacred pauses throughout my day that it's allowing me to move faster. So this is again part of my gene keys. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy like the slower I go, the more pauses I take, the more present I am, the faster I actually accelerate the divine will within me and the more shit I get done. And it's like I'm sitting here and I I'm looking at my days now and I'm like, oh my gosh, is that really all that I was planning on doing today? Like this would have taken me 800,000 hours, but it's because I've simplified. There's so much simplification that's happening in my life because I now also know what I need, what I don't need, what I want to do, what I don't want to do, what is in service of my highest timeline, what isn't, who I want to say yes to, who I don't want to say yes to. And also there's just I like my emotional charge is is slowly dissipating around even like family dynamics, like in just holidays, right? It's just, there's just a lot that happens during the holidays. And I'm like, this is the most at ease I've been because I just have so much love in my heart for people. Like people are hurting, people are suffering, people are doing the best that they can at their level of consciousness. And I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel so much love in my heart. And you know what it is? It's because I'm not sacrificing myself. So I'm not resentful. And so I don't get triggered in the same ways that I used to. Of course, I'm not saying I'm never going to get triggered again. And I know that, you know, but it's like I, the bounce back is quicker and the triggers are fewer and far between because I'm not banishing my authentic self and what I truly need in a moment. And I'm also giving myself so much space with myself to be with myself, to process. And it's so supportive. And I was even like, I remember today when I was, I think, what were we doing? We were doing like Russian deadlifts and the music was really loud. And I just noticed myself allowing myself to get more vocal. And there were moments where I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I literally have this opportunity to move this energy. Like, what is stuck in me? Where am I feeling overwhelmed? Where am I feeling anxious? Where am I running through a to do list? Where am I feeling like there's house projects that we haven't finished and there's like chores and things that I want to do? And I'm traveling a bit this week to go see a friend who's visiting Disney and like a dear sister Isabel from California. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. You know, there's just like travel and things and shopping and, and we can get so far removed from the gift of what this time, you know, like truly represents from just this space of love and from reciprocity and from spending time with loved ones and intimacy and connection and meaningful relationships and conversations, right? Like the overwhelm and the the things to do can, we can get lost in that. So today... I was like, I'm going to the gym, right? Because I could have really gotten in a story of like, oh, I've got all these things to do. I'm leaving town tomorrow. I'm hosting. There's all these, you know, house projects going on and all the things. And I'm like, nope, I really want to move my body. So I went to the gym and I went to UPS after and I went to the grocery store. And I made it a point to make eye contact and smile at every single person that I made contact like that I met that I ran into and it was so powerful because I was present I was truly present the entire time throughout that experience right I wasn't just trying to like rush and get through the experience and I would notice myself right there's all these carts at Publix for example as I'm food shopping and right there's literally like I mean, there's a lot of people at the store and just, you know, people kind of blocking aisle, right? Like everybody's trying to get their things. And I just was breathing and I was present and I was smiling and it was such a pleasant experience. And every time I did that, like, actually pretty much everyone locked eyes with me and smiled and a lot of times conversations you know, resulted from it. I had amazing conversations (laughs) with a gentleman and a woman at the UPS store. And, you know, I let this person go in front of me and I ended up parking at UPS before I went to the grocery store. And it was pretty far from the grocery store, but I didn't care. I just walked a little bit further. And then I took my cart and it was kind of far away and I didn't care. I just took my time. And then I'm like, oh, here's the cart you know, you know, the old me would have been like, oh, I'm just going to put it in the, you know, like in the median here. But that's something that I've been practicing for a while is always putting my cart back at the cart return because, you know, I just, we think that these things like save us time. And I just think about like all the time, for example, that we lose and waste on social media that like pulls our focus and attention. And it's like, we can all technically actually put the cart where it goes in the cart return, right? We don't need to just like dump it as quickly as possible. Nine times out of 10. I'm sure there's probably sometimes like specific scenarios, but I don't know. It just was so nice. And then when I went to go return the cart at the cart return, you know, the little the little area that you put all your carts in the parking lot, one of the public's employees was making her rounds and about halfway there she's like I'll take your cart for you and I just feel felt like that was a little wink from the uniform, universe like yep see here you go you're being met halfway but nothing felt like it took too long right it's like the littlest things of just connecting with humans and smiling and starting conversation and making eye contact and I felt like people were so much nicer to me, right? Because, like, I was exuding that. People were letting me go in front of them, letting me cut the line, like I was doing the same. I didn't even really say, excuse me. For example, when someone was, you know, blocking with their cart and they were food shopping, I just patiently waited. Like, I wasn't like, excuse me, trying to get through. I just waited and let them do their thing until they noticed. And then I smiled. And it was just such a fun experiment. And, I, like, I carried that into the rest of my day of, wow, imagine if I could do this with every activity and engagement and interaction. <laughs> like, What would my life look like? So I invite you. I did a reel on it today when I got back in the car. I invite you to just try that on. Try it on when you go to the store and see what opens up for you. And I guarantee, you know, it's like shifting, you know, the amount of lives that I feel like I contributed a small piece of their day to shifting their state just through my presence of of being patient, of smiling, of being kind. and um and it made me feel so good. I felt so good. And so that's that's what i'm I'm truly noticing is it's like, wow, the slower I go, the faster I like accelerate in what I actually desire. The more that I slow down, the more pauses, the more spaciousness the more clarity I get. And it's it's almost like, oh yeah, I know exactly what to do. It's just, it's crazy. Like my calendar is simplified. Everything's just simplified. And I do have my moments of like overwhelm. And I was even talking to my husband yesterday <laughs> where I go, I was like, babe, I think I have some, I need your help with some things. Like I've got some conditioning around like needing the house to be perfect for hosting. And it's just pretty much immediate family for the most part that we're hosting and i like there's just all these um all this programming around like it needs to be perfect and every little house project needs to be done and and like what will people think there's there's that piece there's still a little bit there of like i'll be judged or this needs to look perfect or this needs to look a certain way <laughs> my husband was like so i told him i was like i think i'm having a little bit of that and he goes i know i know you are i'm like well can you lovingly call me forward because you know i want to I want to, you know, have our house feel welcoming and inviting. And I want it to be a beautiful space. Like for example, our backyard, you know, it's like, I want to have this feeling of warmth and presence and this welcoming vibe, but it doesn't need to be perfect. Like we don't need to do all of this stuff, right? Pete's like, what people always say about your wedding, you know, it's like the little details don't matter. What people remember is how much fun they had, and I will never forget that. That's what people said, you know, because Chad and I, we asked everybody to dance the entire night, and we 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 did not stop dancing once <laughs> at our wedding, and there were just so many elements that it was fun. It was fun loving. It was light. We dance. We, you know, it was like the island, island theme. We were in Cayman Islands. And and that's what I remember most is just our favorite people from our lives just literally celebrating us and dancing and having the best time. Nobody remembers any of the other stuff. <laughs> you know, and it's the same with the hosting. So I remember just telling Chad, I think it was yesterday where I'm like, can you help me? <laughs> if you notice me kind of going down these these little rabbit holes of little tiny details, you know, let's talk about it. I want you to bring it to my attention because yes, like I love when you host, you know, it's like when you host a party or something, you know, and it's like, oh, perfect. Now I have a deadline because deadlines help. So I love that I'm hosting because it's creating a deadline. For example, Chad's out there. uh, He did. He learned for the first time how to grind a tree stump like he's been out there for several hours. And uh, one of our one of the trees that fell down from the hurricane, he's like tackling it today. And so I'm like, great. Chad's creating mastery. He's learning something new. And, you know, we're taking care of that because we're hosting and we're having people over and it created a deadline. But it wasn't life or death. It wasn't like we needed to do it right now. But you know, we're kind of moving forward on some things. And so I kind of just want that. I just kind of want that reminder for myself of slowing down, prioritizing. And what's important for me for my home is Alignment is like people feeling safe. It's so interesting when people step into my house, they always say, wow, your house feels so good. And that's what I want. I just want the feeling, right? It's not about the little tiny details and things. It's about, do people feel welcome? Do people feel warm? Do people feel like it's an inviting space? Do people feel like they can be themselves? You have the nature, right? The backyard. There's so many plants in my house, the colors, right? All of it is so intentional. It's simple. There's a lot of wood. There's a lot of light. There's a lot of lightness. There's a lot of windows. And, you know, it's like, that's what matters. I just want it to feel crisp and clean and light and airy and buoyant, you know, and grounding at the same time. So I'm just noticing, you know, even with my husband, I'm like, help me, help me see when I'm going in those moments of like getting the lists and like, you know, thinking about the future because I noticed that today it was like, there's so many things to do. There's so many things to do. There's so many things to do, which is why I loved that exercise that I, you know, my little experiment today of like, okay, can I just be present? Can I nourish myself? And can I, can I create a little sacred ritual while knocking out my to-do list? And it was a, it was beautiful. So I'm definitely going to continue that experiment and see how I do. And yeah, this episode, I think I, I talk a lot about human design. I talk about my quiz at the at the end, I talk about, you know, the I can't remember what I called the quiz in the episode. But it's basically, you know, it's a it's a look into human design and unlocking your potential and, you know, activating your soul's blueprint and I talk about the Awakened Woman Collective, which obviously I changed the name of that, the Awakened Feminine Collective. So, you know, things are shifting, but I'm, you know, things are shifting in my business and and like they're being refined, but it's still the same. I'm noticing it's like the same principles. I'm noticing it's like, okay, yeah, I've been teaching this for a while. I've been sharing this for a while and now it just looks a little bit different or it's named a little bit different because I'm evolving and I'm shifting and I'm growing. And as I'm getting just, again, it's like refinement of like, oh yeah, okay, embodied divinity. Like that's what keeps coming through. Can, the more that you're in your body and the more that you feel, the more you can connect with your divinity and like the simpler everything becomes. It's really that easy. And that is where really where my work is stemming from. And I just love my conversation with Monica. And I love that she's stepping into her soul work. She's, you know, very creative and very creative with music, but also has that you know the engineering brain, as I like to call it, right? And this is where, you know, like the science brain. We are a lot of skeptics, and and so I, that's why I was so disconnected for so long because for so long it's like I needed to see it and feel it and to believe it. Like I needed to see it, see something tangible in order to believe it. And I love that Monica and I are, are you know, we're really bridging both worlds. And to me, again, it, those are the masculine and feminine poles, and and being able to critically think and to be able to learn and read and use your brilliant mind. But after you've connected in to the feeling, into your heart center, right? Into the sensation of what it means to be alive. And um, it was just a, a fun conversation. So I will leave it there. And we talk a lot about Embracing our inner critic and unlocking our gifts, you know, you'll notice a lot of themes living, living in alignment and right. This is about wholeness, right? So it's like embracing, and this is what Richard Rudd talks a lot about in the gene keys, right? So it's about embracing the shadow, which is actually what unlocks the potential in our DNA the potential energy in our DNA into kinetic. So, right, it's the same thing with embracing our inner critic, right? So we're not trying to make the inner critic go away. We're trying to like, huh, can we love that part of ourself, integrate that part of ourselves into our wholeness, which then begins to unlock our unique gifts, right? And unlock more clarity as to why we're here, which is where everything just feels more aligned in our life. Even when things are scary, even when we're trying new things, even when we're experimenting and trying something new, Or even when we're really putting ourselves on the line. And that's what I've noticed with myself. It's like the more risk I take, I don't feel it in the way that I used to because, you know, of the simplicity and just like the trust in myself. And and it's like, okay, I've done this before. (laughs) And especially like I mentioned, so much of my life is around change, embracing change. So sometimes, you know, it's like, for me, it is about a lot of the movement, like, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of experience, a lot of people, a lot of things coming and going and coming and going. And I'm, and I'm realizing now, like, it feels so good to know that about myself, because I've always felt it, which is why I love traveling. I've traveled to so many beautiful places. That's not everybody's thing. But for me, like, experiencing culture and seeing new places. And, you know, it's like, some people are totally content just staying in the same city that they've grown up in, the same town they've grown up in their entire life. But for me, it like kills my soul because I'm just like, oh my gosh, I want to see it all. (laughs) Like, I, I want to do my best to just explore different terrains and geographies and indigenous cultures and just see how people live. It's so important to me and it gives me so much. It gives so much meaning to my life and also... um. I don't know. It just helps me understand humanity a bit better and really show up in love. And you know what? Guess what? When Nikki transitioned when I was in college and she wanted to go to all the seven natural wonders of the world, that's why I started to go to the seven wonders of the world. And I started with Australia, of course, right? I went bigger, went home like I normally do, right? And that's actually what started my international travel in, in that way, was my best friend transitioning in a car accident and spreading her ashes, right? So that is it. It's like through the experience, through the change, it unlocked, which I'm like, whoo! I haven't really thought about it this way, right? Like that traumatic event in my life unlocked so much, but it unlocked, it initiated me into my love of travel. And like, I'm already thinking where's gonna be my next trip, (laughs) you know, because I just love it. I cannot get enough of it. And of course, I love being at home. I love my stability. But i it's like I go in and out of my little cocoon. I notice, right? It's like, okay, I know now what I need in order to be in solitude and to be in nature and to be with myself so that I can go out and experience and so that I can go out and be with people. That's the difference. So for me, it's like, first, I've got to be with myself. I've got to feel like all of the wisdom has got to come from me. I'm here to initiate. And then once I'm in that place and I'm resource, then I go out and I'm like, with all the peeps and serving and being around people and right and being on social media and traveling and and having experiences. So and that just feels like when I felt that in my gene keys, I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes. Like it's all coming back full circle and it all needed to happen this way for me to be at this, again, new baseline. So enjoy the episode. Happy holidays. This is being recorded a few weeks before Christmas. Actually, it'll be, this is, this will be coming out the day after Christmas. So just enjoy, enjoy these tools, enjoy these practical, you know, support modalities to help you come back to presence, right? To help you come back to the breath, right? Like the down-regulating breath, you know? It's like, honestly, we would have a lot less Xanax in the world if people would actually know how to breathe and and learn how to breathe properly again to be able to down-regulate the nervous system, you know? And so that's my wish for the world. is like we have so much access and so much available to us. We just don't know. We've never been taught. And that's why I feel so strongly about, you know, this this work of embodiment and coming back to the breath and coming back to presence and moving and moving, moving, moving the energy and the emotions and the density. So as always, please continue to Rate and review and subscribe and share with loved ones if this supported you. I love, love, love receiving messages from you. A reminder all of these are going to be continuing to be uploaded on YouTube if you'd like to watch as well. And I think I'll leave it there. So lots of holiday blessings to you. And just remember you've got tools to come back to the body. Just continue to remember if you have moments of like, You know, maybe you have family staying with you. You know, it's like, it's not about the long, lengthy times in solitude, right? If you're used to having like lengthier workouts or longer morning rituals or shutdown rituals in the evenings, right? It's like, can you create little pockets of miracles? Can you create little sacred moments? Or when you're with your loved ones, right? Can you, right? Can you connect more to yourself, more to your breath, more to presence, And notice how the dialogue shifts, like notice how the conversation shifts, notice how you shift, notice how the other person shifts, notice how the room shifts. These are some of the fun things to play with. So, right, this is about simplification and less is more. So we can slow it down. And, you know, it's like even going to the bathroom. Like, can you put your hands on your on your body, right? Sometimes like going to the bathroom is the only place to get away from the loved ones during the holidays and to, to catch your breath. Do that, right? When you're going to the bathroom, when you're washing your hands, like, can you just put your hands on your body for a minute and just take some deep breaths and connect back to what's important, connect back to the heart. That's going to support you. So much Love. Happy holidays, and I cannot wait to hear what opens up for you in this episode of Soul Shine Radio. Much love.
1: So, Lindsay Key, tell us a little bit about your journey. Where did you start? How did you end up where you are today?
0: It started out of the womb. <laughs> but we'll fast forward to, you know, I think I just kind of want to start with um, why I feel so called to work with women in particular and most of my issues were related to chronic illness in the form of hormone imbalance. And it really started out in my teens, put on birth control, like just really starting to have all of these different symptoms, feeling overwhelmed, feeling burnt out, feeling like my body was changing, feeling like my emotions were changing. And immediately, what it would happen like went to my parents who went to the doctor and was like, try this, right? Like, band aid fix. And really, all throughout my 20s, there was just a whole range of fluctuations where I would be fine and I would be thriving. And then all of a sudden I would be like in my downward spiral again. And I went to college at 17, became an environmental engineer. I was very successful. Graduated when I graduated college, I I worked my way up in this male dominated industry and my body was really failing. So it was like the more success that I had and the more money that I was making, the more inside that I felt like I was dying, the more detached I felt from myself. I felt very disconnected from myself. And I had all of these physical symptoms that were really starting to manifest in my body. And when I got engaged to my now husband was told that I wouldn't be able to conceive at the time because of where my progesterone hormone levels were at. And that was my what I like to call my cosmic two by four, like really my wake-up call to start living life for me. Within six months, went a holistic route, really just started to honor myself, really became autonomous over my body and my health, completely healed myself in six months, have been medication free ever since. And it really opened me up to this new world of understanding energetics and understanding spirituality and really understanding why, why we're here. So with that. And of course, I left corporate. I I guess I should mention that part. I left corporate about three years ago, became an entrepreneur five years ago. And now I I love really working with women in this reclamation of power and really this this homecoming back to self and really stepping into life's life's work and soul-led work that is very meaningful. So I'll pass it back over to you now.
1: Wow. What a journey. So I would love to ask you a little bit about healing yourself because... There are a lot of women who are dealing with uh, a lot of similar issues that you dealt with. So I've, I would love for you to touch on that a bit, because I think a lot of people would would benefit from hearing about your story.
0: Yeah. And I think what's really important is I love the motto and the mantra, you know, like we are the healer that we've been waiting for. And I, I feel that we've been molded into this society that really leads us into looking outside of ourselves for the answers. And what I believe is all of the wisdom lives inside of us when we're able to really connect with ourself and our body wisdom. We carry so much information. Like if we really think about how our bodies work, right? We, we have oxygen, right? We give life through this carbon dioxide that comes out of our mouth. We take in life from all of mother nature, right? Like just if we look at how the world operates, our heart beats we just breathe we know how to leverage oxygen in order to oxygenate our blood cells right and so when we really get to the the nature of it our cells are regenerative like there's so much healing that can happen in our bodies and i think a lot of times we want a quick fix we're in that quick fix society and i think we just have really detached from we are our own healer like we are our own guru and so what I did was I really, I call it the fertile void as I started over. I literally with food, who were in my relationships, like what in my job was stressing me out? What was I consuming in the media, right? Like what was I filling my being with in the form of movement, in the form of how I nourished my body in the form of what I was doing in the mornings. Like, was I picking up my phone and seeing what everybody else was doing? And, and I really just started to slowly bring things back in that felt good for me. And that's honestly how I, (laughs) how I healed my body. Was it easy? No. Was it linear? Of course not. But I started to notice that when I just followed what felt good Like what felt nourishing for me when I would eat something? Yes. No. When I would be in relationship with someone, was I feeling good around them? Was I not? Was it something that I got to work on or was this person just not for me? And I feel like creating the spaciousness to really start from a blank canvas allowed me to really bring back in what my authentic self was, was desiring. And that's how I live my life now. That's how I live my night life through how I how I work out, how I eat, and I always get to change my mind. And I think there's there's never a one size fits all approach. And I, I think we always get to change our mind in any moment, right? Like nothing is ever concrete, nothing is ever forever, except our eternal selves. But we still get to change our mind and what our preferences are.
1: That. Uh-huh that's like you just saying that feels really freeing, you know, because I feel like often when people approach healing, it's like, it's really overwhelming. Right. And it's like, you want to tackle everything at once. And it's like, all right, tomorrow I'm going to do these 10 things and like eat a thousand calories and do this and that. But it, like what you did instead was like, You started to connect with yourself and really feel into it to see what feels good. And so instead of this overwhelming list of things to do, you just started following yourself in each step. And as you did that, you found your way into a healed place. And that's beautiful. Yeah.
0: And I think I really want to presence this. Thank you for reminding me is that it took me, right? Like claiming that and then connecting. And then what did I do? I read up on things. I went to reputable sources. I called in a doctor of oriental medicine. I called in a board-certified functional medicine doctor. I called in my support team with all of these various modalities. Once I was like, ooh, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Let me try this on. And sometimes something would align and sometimes sometimes something wouldn't. But I kept following the path. And so we live in this amazing modern world with so much support and that's what felt really good is like, okay, this feels like this is my next step. And then I would just call it in and then I would be like, okay, and then what's next? So I think we have this opposite model where first we go to like the person who's supposed to tell us what to do and give us all the answers. And we're not supposed to think, or we're not supposed to feel. And that's why oftentimes I think we create a lot more resistant. And I think it takes a lot longer generally to heal because nobody knows more about your healing than you do nobody cares more about your desires and your dreams than you do, right? Right. Not the medical professional, not the parent, not the best friend.
1: Right. And sometimes, you know, the Western approach is the right approach and it's so unique for each person. So you just have to feel into, into it, but there's a lot of like, real chronic conditions that people, people have gone to like every doctor and haven't gotten answers. And, and there is, there is a way, way out. And you're a shiny example of that.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. um, so I would love to talk a little bit about um, the, the body wisdom. So you, a lot of your work revolves around this um, and you mentioned there's so much you know, wisdom in our body. Can you talk a little bit about that? What does that, that mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like if we really think about it, like we do, we, you know, it's been proven, you know, now we're starting to like actually see how a lot of this works and especially through epigenetics, right? Like our environment absolutely can change our DNA. We also know, right. That we do carry the genetics and the DNA of our ancestors, we do carry the emotions of our ancestors, right, within us. And this is, the, this is how evolution works. So I think when we really start to, to feel and believe and understand that, you know, even thinking about the earth is alive, right? And we think about a tree and we think about the insects and we think about the animals. And then we think about us. If we think about, you know, like the hierarchy here and the evolution and how all of us are connected all beings are a a fractal of the earth, right? And so all of this memory lives inside of us and all of this wisdom lives inside of us. And so I think this is where it starts to be really fun where there is ancient wisdom that lives within. And we also have this amazing evolution. We have this modern world. Like you and I are now in two totally separate places and we have technology and we're able to communicate and connect. And so- There is this beautiful opportunity to really bridge the two together, really to tap into our ancient wisdom and to be able to evolve through technology, right, through advancements of the modern world. And the reason why I say this is because when we're able to deeply listen, I believe we live in a society that has promoted numbing and avoidance, right? Like we think about a toddler, what is the first thing that we do is we... We want them to stop crying, right? Like we want to fix it. Something's broken. We're not allowed to feel our emotions. And our emotions are simply energy in motion. That's it. That is energy. We are energetic beings. And we're going to get into human design a bit later. So if we can really, really start to understand that we are simply a fractal of this planet that is alive. We are a highly evolved fractal of this planet right? And there's so much wisdom. And our body also communicates 75% of the time so many other ways than just through mouth, just through word of mouth, right? Like we think about fight, flight, or freeze, right? We think about how a zebra all of a sudden, what does a zebra do after a lion's chasing it? And it doesn't have any of those fight, flight, or freeze, um, you know, emotional emotionally charged responses that are happening they shake it out and then what they're not worried about the past and they're not thinking about the future and so for us as humans we have this ability as this very evolved species to what to critically think to be able to plan to be able to create animals don't have that other fractals of the earth don't have that right Right. so It's a beautiful ability that we have to evolve, yet it can be our own worst nemesis. And that's why it feels really important to be able to connect again, to be able to feel again, to be able to recognize that we are energetic beings to meet those emotions with love so that we can be in presence and ultimately connect to our power. And so when, yeah, go ahead.
1: So, so that is so beautiful. Um, so I'd love to talk a little bit about human design. And so I know that's something that you do as part of your work and, uh, you know, a key piece, I believe um, and stepping into your power is first learning about yourself. And so I know that human design is one of the tools to do that. So can you tell us more about human design and how it could help us on our journeys? Wow.
0: The way I explain human design is it's the art of allowing the body to lead, you know, as we're talking about being energetic beings. And, and what feels really important to share is I feel like many of us have been subconsciously taught that we're not allowed to feel our feelings we're not allowed to have emotions right we can't be angry angry is bad or you know we have certain name there's like name calling that happens and like definitions of words have evolved over year over the years and there's emotional charges that we have and what i love about human design is the way that i love to explain it is it is an energetic blueprint of the truth of who we are before society got its hands on us and. It provided a lot of relief for me a couple of years ago when I first discovered it. And I felt like, oh, my gosh, somebody gets me like I'm not alone. And that's generally what I find with my clients as well. I incorporated into my coaching work and it just helps that affirmation. Right. Because when we're starting to deeply listen and when we're starting to learn, like, what does it mean to have wisdom? What does it mean to communicate with ourselves? It's an opportunity that provides a little bit of a framework of like, oh, okay, this, I'm not crazy. This is how I'm supposed to show up in relationship. This is like how I can thrive in my body and in my business and in my team or in my marriage or whatever it is. And it creates just like an opportunity of a place to kind of come back to, again, to practice. So why I love the work that I do in the form of, practicing, right? And like embodying and playing is people sometimes will have a human design reading and then there's a lot of information and they get overwhelmed. So you can hear the themes in my life, like less is more. And just because you receive a a reading from someone on human design doesn't mean like all of it's going to align right away. Doesn't mean all of the conditioning is going to go away. Doesn't mean all of a sudden you're going to come back to your authentic self. It comes up in thematics. It comes up over time. And it's really important to just be like, what feels important to me now? Okay. I'm going to start there with that one thing so that we don't create overwhelm in trying to do too many things at once. Cause what does that do? Creates more resistance and creates more stress in the body.
1: Yeah. So, so what's an example, like, cause I know the human design pulls together a lot of different elements. And so what's something that you could learn, um, from a human design session.
0: Mm. Well, there's something called a type. This is like the role that we're kind of here to play. There's five main types. And so you start to learn, oh, okay, this is why I feel like there's some people that are meant to move that have generative energy. I am one of those people. I'm a generator, for example. So you hmm. can tell like, I I teach embodiment. Like I love to move my body. I actually do much better in meditation when I'm moving. Than when I'm sitting still. I'm meant to be moving all throughout the day. I'm meant to be in relationship with people. I love connecting with people. And when I go to bed, I'm supposed to like hit the pillow and be out cold because Mm -hmm. of that energetic. Some people have a little bit more ebb and flow generative energy. They're actually meant to have a lot more spaciousness, they're not meant to perform the same tasks every day. Being with themselves a lot to replenish is extremely important. So it's more of like how are we to be in relationship with other people, how to communicate with our kids, how to communicate with our partners, how to work in teams. also just understanding like energetically where we tend to have strengths and where we tend to take on energetic characteristics of other people. Mm -hmm. And so it's really there. It's literally like you can literally learn anything about your authentic nature and how to really thrive in your body and also how to be in relationship with someone like a colleague or somebody like a kid. You know, like your pile.
1: And that could be so powerful. So, like, if you're doing, if you're in a job or in a relationship where you're constantly doing something that's not in alignment with how you should be using your energy, then you'll, I can see how people could feel stuck or stagnant or, you know, Yeah. yeah, frustrated. Yeah, that totally makes sense.
0: Yeah. And some people are meant to do the work, some people are meant to generate the ideas. Some people are meant to lead others. And so it's interesting when you start to see like somebody in a more guidance role or a more managerial role that's doing a lot of work and you can start to hear the burnout in their voice. And then when you say like, oh, actually this is this is where you feel most aligned and people feel relief. Like, oh, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I've always wanted to be a coach because inside they feel what lights them up. And so it just kind of helps create guideposts and where you're out of alignment and where you're like, Oh, that's why I have this desire. or That's why I love what I do because you can feel, you feel lit up by what you're creating in the world, not burnt out by it. Yeah. I believe I'm a manifesting
1: generator. One of the five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. That so yeah. <laughs> so I'd love to, um, Get your perspectives on what it means to step into your power.
0: Mm. Well, you know where this is going. (laughs) It's all inside, right? Like that life force energy. Once we can come home to our authentic nature, right? Because there's so much personality there's so much conditioning. I like to say our eternal self is where our power lives and where our human self is where our, that's like temporary. That's where our conditioning lives. And so to step into our power to me is stepping into the most authentic form of our essence, the fullest expression of who we are, because when we're operating from that place, we are not taking on other people's projections We are not in people-pleasing. We are not saying yes when we mean no. We are not saying no when we mean yes. We're really honoring our bodies. We're really honoring nourishing ourselves and coming from that full place. And so it really just comes back to looking within. I feel like the more that we're able to deeply listen and connect within, the clearer the path becomes, the more present we all, you know, we operate from that form of present and that is truly where our power lives.
1: In the yeah, present. i That's so true. And I, I've heard people talk about this a lot, like live in your true authentic expression of who you are. And, um, So I know the way that it shows up for me is like through energy. It's like through literally feeling my heart center and through having my focus be there, not just in my head and learning how to connect to that place inside of me to express. And that's where my truth lies. That's where my alignment lives, you know? So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Like, what is... Feel like to for you to be in true, authentic
0: expression, you know, not being shaken by external circumstances, right? Like, you had 100%. a knock at the door. Yeah, you had a knock at the door. I had the internet break up for a minute, and we get to be in full trust. Like, with technology, there's breakdowns, there's things outside of our control, and To me, when we operate from that heart-centered place, right, like we're not in the self-beat up, we're not in the perfectionism. I believe that as, as this fractal of the earth, like as this evolutionary being, we are meant to lead with the heart and then let the logical mind create from that space, right? Like be in this receptive place, be in this space of connection. And then the logical mind gets to create, gets to support, gets to take action, not the other way around, which I think is how a lot of leaders have operated for a long time. This is another reason why I feel it's really powerful for women in particular to really step in leadership at this time, because we have this ability to lead from this space. And show our male counterparts, right? Like how it's possible to be an authentic leadership, to connect to the heart, right? to have our walls down, to still be in discernment while leading from that space. And it takes, you know, it takes meeting meeting those parts of ourselves that we sometimes want to shut down, which is, I believe, what creates that space that you're talking about of expansion in the hearts in the heart center.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think this interview is a perfect example like, you know, we you know, it's learning to be in that neutral point when all of this crazy stuff is happening and just like I liked what you said, um trusting that everything's going to work out and it's
0: it's all going to be okay. <laughs> I call it becoming the eye of the hurricane, right? Yes. This is it. It's can you the more we come become Clear with our authentic self, right? And that, like, we hear a lot of jargon thrown around, but I love that you asked the question. It's the feeling. Choose what feels good. Don't force yourself to do the thing. Create an opportunity to feel good again and then do the thing, right? Like, that's how you create pleasure in anything that you do. That's how you create joy in anything that you do. That's how things become lighter. That's how people are like, how are you thriving, Lindsay? How are you feeling so good? How are you showing up the way that you're showing up? And it's because I've deepened, I've healed, right? Like it's not always felt good in the moment, but the other side is always euphoric. It's like a workout. Sometimes we don't want to start the workout but we choose because we know we're going to feel good on the other side. And then we're like, "Ah, oh, this is the best thing I ever did. And then we go on to the next thing, right? right? And then we feel good. Then we go on to the next thing. And I feel like that's the key to freedom and liberation is really choosing what lights me up, what brings me joy, what feels good in my body and continuing to follow that path. Beautiful. That's so
1: beautiful. All right, so for my last question for you today, um, can you offer one practical tip or trick that our audience can apply today to step into their power?
0: Yes, to me, presence equals power. <laughs> and the easiest way to con- connect in the present moment in a world that is truly the hurricane right in the world where the media headlines are pulling to grab you in right and people are really living in a space of fear and uncertainty right and there can be a lot of emotional charge in in relationships and in, in communications is simply breathing and the and what i didn't touch on earlier is through the vagus nerve which some mm. of you heard of the vagus nerve it falls at the base of our belly and connects all the way up to the cranium, all the way up to the brain. And the majority of the time through the vagus nerve, the body's actually telling the brain what to do, not the other way around. And so there's more, right? Foundation, feedback, and science to prove that when the body is feeling present, the body is in safety and the body's then able to say like, okay, what is really meaningful in this moment? So what I invite all of us to do, we'll just do it really briefly. All right, let's do it. So you can can be my guinea pig, Monica, is I want you, you can close your eyes. Usually if you can have your feet grounded on the floor, it's really supportive. Have your palms up on your thighs and just take a deep breath in through the nose for five seconds. Hold at the top for five. And I want you to actually exhale out the mouth with a sigh for five. (sighs) And then pause at the base for five. Now I want you to do that again. And while you're taking the inhale in, I want you to stretch your arms up over your head. So take a deep breath in for five seconds through the nose and inhale your arms up over your head. And then at the top, hold and maybe stretch, maybe take in a little bit more air, a little bit more air, really stretch. And I want you to drop your arms down as you exhale and pause and hold. Then we're going to do it one more time. We're going to take that deep breath in, extend the arms up over your head. Biggest breath of the day. Hold at the top. And then what I want you to do on the exhales, I want you to shake it out. Stomp your feet. Shake it out. And then what I want you to do, I love your eyes for a minute. Now with your palms down on your thighs and just be, you asked how you feel it. So connect. What are you feeling? What sensations are we? body? Do we feel an emotion? Do we feel like oxygen is? pumping through our this is how we change our state so obviously i took you through this but literally in a minute or less we can completely change our state through connecting to the breath which is then telling the body that we're safe which is then creating presence which then allows us to make decisions from alignment which connects us to our power So I'd love to hear really briefly. Did you notice a shift? Like, did you feel something in your body that felt a bit different? Do you feel more energized? Do you feel, I would love to hear Monica, what came through? Yeah,
1: no, it was just like a broader, like it was like more awareness and presence. And I felt my energy shift from my head, like down. Cause like I have a tendency, like most of my energy is like from my heart up. And so I'm working on clearing, like in my, belly area. Cause like a lot of times, like that's uncomfortable for me. So like being in that area is uncomfortable. And so I'm learning to get into that space. And so through this exercise, I felt like more grounded
0: in my, in my belly area, which was helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I love this because this is actually right that is the womb that is the center of all creation. That is where our life force resides. And so many of us as well are learning to come on again. You're not alone in that, right? Like we've lived fragmented and like half of our body, but just having that awareness of like, Ooh, something to explore. Like it's uncomfortable for me. And just continuing in your own time in your own way to gently meet that that's only going to expand your power even more because I always say women have two hearts. It's our womb and it's our hearts. And then we create, you know, like we, we take action through the logical mind. So I'm excited to see what more continues to unfold for you. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you. It's, it's exciting. It's a, it's a journey also for all of us. <laughs> well, wonderful. So I know you have a very generous free gift for our audience. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
0: Yes, it is the Awaken Woman Archetype Quiz. And so it's a 10 question quiz, and it really allows you to start to understand. It actually works with the energetic blueprint of human design. So there's actually some uh, songs, there's some movement practices to really start to embody your unique energetic type so that you can start to live more in alignment with the truth of who you are, which, of course, only expands your power in this world. So with that, I know that you're going to share the gift and I'm excited. to. Yes. Hear you.
1: Yes. You can access the gift. There's a, a link right below this video. So check it out and join Lindsay's world. Learn. Also tell us about your, your member, your, um, your group again. Yes. We can, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I am on Instagram and I am on Facebook where I really love to hang out is in my my private group, the Awaken Woman Collective. It's a community for those who identify as women from all over the world and really are just heart centered, you know, really leading from the heart really, you know, in that continued exploration of remembrance and and really awakening to their authentic truth. So if you feel called, it's a very safe space to self-express and to get to know other like-minded women. And I would love to have you there.
1: It's beautiful. So make sure to check out Lindsay's world, get to know her, and then we will see you back at the next interview. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you so much for your presence and contribution in tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience in ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you if you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast and reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings.